Hello and welcome to Killer Serials. This is Tony Jones. Hey, this is Ryan Parker. And we are a couple dudes with PhDs in theology who talk about television, especially Swedish television on HBO Max. Hey, Tony, before we dive back into it, it's been a while. How are you? Ryan, thanks for asking. <laughs> I'm doing well. And how are you? I'm fine. Have you watched anything good on television lately? <laughs> or have you been uh, shooting your own version of Bless This Mess? <laughs> You know what I wish? Okay, my wife made me feel better. She never watches TV. She The only TV she watches is we'll sit down and watch one single episode of Schitt's Creek, and then she'll go up to read, and then I will turn on the Twins game and spend the next two hours, you know, watching baseball. So she doesn't I just watch fell much. asleep when you told me that. I, I just know. fell she, asleep no, no. standing up. It's it's so it's relaxing, man. It's like my meditation. It's like my my moving meditation. Except I'm not I like moving. that. But she doesn't watch TV. TV like she doesn't flip on the TV and watch it. But she's on a road trip right now, and she was in a hotel last night in Kansas City, and she was flipping around the TV, which is so unlike her. I couldn't even believe it. Often we go into hotel rooms. Isn't the first Ryan? Let's be honest. When you get in a hotel room, the first thing you do is turn on the TV. Who's listening to this podcast right now? <laughs> no, okay, you're right. You do one you're other right. thing. You do one no, other no. thing. And no, you're then correct. You, you turn no. on the TV. No, 100% TV on. Yeah. TV on. You're like, oh, we're just going to have ESPN. It's just white noise in the background, right? You're like, find yeah, a game. Yeah. You flip See, it on. Exactly. That's, same, true. That's true. <laughs> same for me. My wife, and I. it's so weird because we go into hotel rooms and she's like, don't turn on the TV. We don't need the TV on. Why? Why? Why do we need the TV on? So I'm like, because I feel really anxious if the television's not on. <laughs> also, also, if you don't turn off, if you don't turn on the television, what will drown out the noises of the uh, ghosts of the murdered victims in that hotel room? Right, right. You're left being haunted yeah, by whatever yeah, was in there. Exactly. Take, you, I take my blue light out of my suitcase oh, yeah. and <laughs> run it over the pillows. No, so she, she, she's like, doesn't even turn on the TV in a hotel room. Which is so weird. I mean, that's just creepy. Well, she did last night. She's flipping around. She found some home renovation show, you know. And she says, oh, these guys are like the plumber or no, the electrician came in. They were they were like remodeling their kitchen. And the electrician came in and he said, this whole house is out of code. Nothing is grounded. That's going to add $16,000 to your electrical bill. And I was really complaining because the bill I got stuck with from the electrician this week was really high, a lot more than I thought it was going to be, like three times what I thought it was going to be. Mm. And yet it wasn't anything close to 16000 So <laughs> she was like, she made me feel good by watching her she put you in your place. rehab show. No, I'm just, it's baseball season. So I'm doing in the middle of kitchen remodel. So mainly I'm, I'm just got a baseball game on in the background while I'm working or cleaning up or something like that. How about you, Ryan? Well, what for are you those watching? of you who don't want to watch the Minnesota Twins, then I have two recommendations that I've watched recently or, okay. or, or am currently watching. The first is a film, Netflix movie called Mitchells versus the Machines. It's an animated film oh, yeah. from the team behind Into the Spider-Verse. And it is absolutely hilarious. Really sweet, smart, and just fantastic animation. Those are my brother's buddies from college. Yeah, I know you got one degree there. So very good. W well worth the time. And one okay. that Amy and I watched together, and we both said we would have paid good money to see this in a theater. 
knowing what we know about it now. Okay. So that's a fun one. Good family, family viewing. And then the second is a little bit more narrow, I guess you'd say. It's called, it's a series, it's a comedy, a French comedy called Call My Agent, which is okay. about a French talent agency. And the four main agents there as they just navigate life and work. And it is very funny, but also <laughs> completely inside baseball, if you will. Yeah. yeah. Um, clearly folks who know that world and the personalities that move through it. So we're in the first season of that. We started that this weekend and Amy, especially, which I was kind of surprised is really enjoying it. So that's another good potentially one for you and Courtney. Really yeah. smart, really funny. Okay. Yeah. Completely that's opposite of Beartown. We actually, we took your advice and we watched the first episode of Superstore. Okay. And yeah, we liked it. I mean, it ended and I Aww. said, and we, it ended and I looked at Courtney and I said, a sitcom with a heart. Yes. <laughs> she yes. Is, she and is. then you get into seasons two or three and then it's with a conscience. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Oh, it's good. really, it's in it, but it stays funny and sweet. It yeah. never wears too much of that on its sleeve. Okay. It was a Even little sweet yeah. in that first episode, I thought. It starts a, to find, it, it, it. A little star-crossed lovers, you know. That, that fades quickly. Okay. Yeah. Good. Well, let's talk about Beartown, in which there Yeesh, are no star-crossed Tony. lovers, man. It's, Holy shit. Okay, we're on episode four. This is, interestingly, I don't know that you and I have ever tackled a limited series that had five episodes. It's an odd number of episodes. It's not a package you often see five hour-long episodes. Maybe maybe in Sweden that's big, but we don't often see it. So, you know, episode four, you got to say, man, episode four is a bridge episode. It's like the plane is coming in for the landing, and you don't know if it's going to crash and burn or what it's going to be. All you've got is that early premonition of a girl with a rifle chasing a boy through the snow. Buddy, that is as an acute way to put it as, as you possibly could. And thank I, you for listening to killer serials this yeah, week. <laughs> take care, everybody. Um, bridge episode. That's all you need to know. Isn't no, it though? But seriously, you're right. I, I liked this episode so much. If you can say that about something like this and the weight yeah, that this yeah. episode is carrying, but it feels like more than just, a bridge like there yes there's so much to talk about in terms of gender and culture and and power but yet you're right i mean that not much happens in this episode we don't learn a lot right. we're processing but it brings to fruition everything we are or were afraid would happen right so spoiler alerts the town the whole town turns on peter and his daughter. Yeah, that's right. Except maybe Suna, who we learn, who we may see later stand up for him, the old, his kind of mentor, the old yeah, that's coach, right. if you will, yeah, at the yeah. very end of the episode. But uh, there's so much I want to talk about. I, I want to get your take on. No, but, go for it. Let's hear it. But yeah, you're, you're exactly right about next week is clearly going to be just packed full or the next episode, I should say, excuse me. I mean, I will just say this, the one a- after Kevin's arrested, I guess what we don't know and, and what is, so it's not just a bridge episode in this regard. We don't know how Kevin is going to respond to the charges. Is he going Correct. to have remorse? Is he going to admit it? Is he going to say it was consensual? Is he going to say it never happened? She's making it up out of whole cloth. 
And like you say, he takes the worst possible route. You know, he says, oh, this chick was in love with me. She was totally hammered. She came on to me and, you know, yeah, it got rough, but it was consensual, which is, you know, that's the path that a rapist would take. I mean, it's the most believable to law enforcement. And of course, we've all seen shows and movies like this. I mean, one of the weird, awkward aspects is those adults who just show up here in episode four. We don't know who they are or what their roles are even. And they're the ones questioning these teenagers who've had this terrible encounter. What I'm intrigued by with this episode, I think we've seen some of this before in other series where the he, he said, she said element and certainly the questioning of the, especially the victim, the question, you know, Kevin's questioning to your point seems almost expected. You knew he was going to deny it. He denied it to her and all of his friends when she tried to get him to confess in public in the previous episode. What I don't think we've seen before is just the sheer anger and penchant for violence against her on the part of adults. Yeah. So what I found very intriguing in this episode are the ways in which the filmmakers and the, the writers parallel the anger that was building in the stands yeah. over the anger that would eventually boil over into the community. So you have these fans in the stands who are on the verge of a riot, it feels like, when their team loses. Mm -hmm. And we followed three in particular to a bar who are going to drown their sorrows. They're going to be up to no good, it feels like. And then at the same time, or at the end, you have the team going to Peter's house as an angry mob, yeah, confronting him over essentially protecting his daughter. Found that completely compelling as a but story. I, yeah. And I'd say this, I mean, one of the things I like about Beartown, I mean, I know you look at, to me as the authenticity meter, and the question is... For everything, I, Tony, not just this show, for everything. Well, for sure, for hockey. <laughs> but, I mean, the question is, would a town care more about hockey than they do about a raped girl? And the answer is yes. I, it's, it's believable. I think that the people who made this show build it up so that it's believable without being over the top. And I will tell you that in this championship game, you know, these guys that are screaming from the bleachers at the refs, giving the finger to the refs, like just unloading abusive obscenities at the officials. That is totally believable. That's exactly what junior hockey is like. I think you're right. And I am waiting on the inevitable remake when they set this in Texas around a football player and a young woman, sure. and it will be completely believable there. We've seen shades exactly. of it in Friday Night Lights already, although not to this yeah. depth. I can't remember if there was that theme in, in one or more of the episodes of Friday Night Lights. It's been a while. And and here's one of those scenes, Ryan, that where it happens in this episode. Kevin's getting questioned by the police, his dad is sitting in the hallway watching the game on his phone. It's insane. <laughs> I wrote that down in my notes to talk to you about it. What the hell is Kevin? Well, yeah. Of course he's listening to the game. While yeah. his son is being interrogated for rape. Right. He's yeah. watching the game on his phone. And the the especially the I always love how they include the hockey mom. Oh, Megan, she's, I think is her name. Yeah, she's Lise, Lise, the Lise's, the Lise kid's mom. Yeah. And yeah, she's no Time's Up supporter, I'll tell I, you that. I knew so many cocky moms like that. Why isn't my kid playing? Why doesn't yeah. my kid get ice time? You know? Why isn't the rapist I mean, on the ice? Yes. Uh, Where's Kevin? Go, call right now. Oh, and also this small town situation. I love, did you catch this? I know you did. 
And the in the first part of the episode, when the nurses are tending to Maya and taking pictures of the bruises on her arm, yeah, the yeah. nurse says, "I'm Bobo's mom," who's like the defensive right. player on the team. Yeah, yeah. Of course, it's a very small town, small knit. Okay, let me ask you this about Matt's Kevin's dad. Yeah, he he tracks down Amat. Oh, buddy, and pulls him into the car and is basically like, "Hey, bro, you're gonna go pro." I'm going to help you. Don't give up my son. Of course, that's going to be the, you know, all the police need is a witness. And there was a witness. We know it was Amat. We just don't know. I mean, he takes the money. He gives it to his mom. And we don't know how much of a conscience he has. And I guess we're going to find out in episode five. Yeah. And I loved the writing of that. Yes, yes. When he goes to his mother and his mother says, your father would be so proud of you. And you know he wouldn't because, you know, his father could know what's happening. Of course, he wouldn't be proud of him. Right. But I saw him in the locker room. You see him when the players are like, oh, there's no way that happened. Right. And cut to Amat who knows what happened. And then you compound. So first off, is he going to confess or, you know, come in in her defense. Yeah. Oh, and then you compound that, by the way, with, with Matt showing up and saying, oh, here's a pile of money. What you saw happen didn't really happen. And your right. mom doesn't have to work. Right. You know, right. that's just, I, I thought that was quite compelling TV. Yeah, I agree. And so now we wait, you know, now we, I mean, it's interesting because what the town keeps asking the cops is why didn't you wait? Why couldn't you wait? Why couldn't you arrest him after the game? You know, yeah. which of course the cops are like, as soon as there's reason to arrest this kid, they're not, they, they don't give a crap about a hockey game. Well, this is what I said and what I meant. And I don't know if you have any takeaways from this or any, any other comments, but that's what I meant when I said this felt like more than a bridge episode, which I know what yeah. you mean by that. Yeah. But what does this community value? And what is it imparting to its children? Why why isn't the automatic reaction at least? It doesn't have to be immediate. And I don't want to sound like uh, too crass here, but I mean, it doesn't have to be, okay, we fully support Maya no matter what. Let the investigation play out. Why isn't at least, look, we're not going to say anything. We're going to let the investigation run its course, but maybe hockey isn't the most important thing right now until we figure out what justice is in this moment, if we could ever fully know that. I just think that's when you look at at the way in which the crowd engages the officials and the players, the way in which the players respond to Peter at his home, the way that the hockey parents react, as you've already pointed out. Yeah. You're looking at a community whose priorities are just, you know, simply just not in order, it feels like. Um, yeah, yeah. But you said all along, hockey means so much to that team, and this I think, or to that town and that community, and I think this is go- showing the links to which that's true. Is that they would rather, yeah, delay this. They would rather push this under the rug than than lose a hockey match. Yeah, that's right. And kudos, of course, to the dad Peter because he could have been. He played in the NHL. You know, he could have been sucked into the hockey craziness. He could have gone on to coach the game and said to his wife, you know, hey, I'll be there in three hours. You know, like what's... Would you have found that believable or at all as a writer, as a story? No, because I think... No, it was, of course, not acceptable. But I'm glad that Peter did the stand-up thing. I mean, you sometimes want to see a protagonist. I mean, he's he's the protagonist, right, in the the story. For sure. And you want to see, you know, he's conflicted. He's not really torn between hockey and his daughter. When it comes down to it, 
you know, he drops everything for his daughter with no questions asked. He doesn't even check his phone. You know, Matt's is watching his phone to see the game, how the game turns out. Peter doesn't give a shit about the game. I don't know if you know former pro athletes, but a lot of them are like, yeah, it's just a freaking game. And I'm not going to drive my kids the way my parents drove me to get them to this, to be a professional player. So I think he's like, and obviously what we know about Peter and this, I guess is my final question about what's going to happen in episode five is we know that the Andersons lost a son. Yeah. We don't know anything really more about that other than that their child died and that coincided with Peter's, you know, retirement from the NHL and move back to Sweden. I wonder if that will play a role. I mean, I think mm. I, I know people, I have people actually in my immediate family who've lost children and it changes you forever. Yeah. And it's, you know, as a, then as just to be a little crass about it, as a writer, you know, you know, there's a reason, Ryan, that every Disney movie starts with a dead parent. You know, yeah. whether it's Bambi or Finding Nemo or any of the ones in between. Yeah. You as a viewer have an emotional connection with the characters who are struggling to deal with the death of a parent. The death of a child is even more brutal and difficult to deal with. You don't see it in Disney movies. But it, it, I see you think of the recent film that I haven't brought myself to watch, Pieces of a Woman. Yeah, it's like on Netflix, right? Yeah, the dark cloud of a dead child hangs over this family. Yeah. And just like the kind of dark clouds of Sweden in the winter when there's probably, you know, six or five hours of sunlight. Yeah. And that's when they film this during the hockey season. So there's a darkness and a broodingness. And I wonder what role that deceased child will play in the finale. I'm sure we'll see that. And we've got quite a ways to go to get from where we ended in episode four to get to that kind of prologue that we saw in episode one. Yeah. Right. That's a lot well, of ground to cover. I'm going to watch it Maybe. tonight. Yeah. Right after. You dinner. know, I think I will, too. Yeah. I think I will, too. Can't wait. Cool. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening to Killer Serials. We really appreciate it. And Absolutely. be sure to uh, rate, subscribe, review and share. If you like this, and we'd love to hear from you what you think we should tackle after Beartown. Take care. Be safe. Bye-bye.